All right. Five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box. MC Tivo messing with your eardrum. Welcome to Lords of the Long Box. Happy new comic book day to you. Once again, it's episode 102, our live chat. What's up to everybody? I'm hoping you're having a great day. Let me bring in my co-conspirators. First up, Dark Side Jedi. Say what's up to the party people. Yo, Wednesday, everybody. Did you get Batman damned? I did. Holy shit, you guys. What a great There's story and great first art. appearance of the bat dong. The bat penis. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, I got my man Otto from the Grotto. What is up, everybody? What's up to all my Autobots out there defending the Ottoman Empire, man? I'm excited to be here. We got a top 10 list. We've got so much stuff. We've got a, a trailer that drops, some stills from the DC world. So we're going to kick in some knowledge tonight, man. I'm just excited to be here and hanging out with everybody. So thank you for joining in and tuning in. Yeah, you know, every week, and I seem like I say this all the time, but every week, right around like Monday, oh, I try to take show notes like throughout the week. You know, I post it on the Lords of the Longbox face page for daily news. And I'm, you know, and then Monday comes around, I, our show starts on Wednesday. I go, man, it's not much news at all. And then Tuesday, boom, the Captain right. Marvel trailer drops. And then the Marvel Disney stuff drops. So, hey, well, you know, I want to start off the show by kind of giving you a breakdown of what we're going to talk about. You know, kind of like a preview. We're going to talk about uh, the sales for the month, uh, the August sales post on Comicron.com. Uh, Netflix had changed one of their things that made people freak out about Defenders. Uh, we're going to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. I'm super stoked for this, super man. Super stoked. Uh, as long as that night Shyamalan isn't involved. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> we'll get deep into that, though. Uh, first pictures from the Joker movie have been released. We're going to talk about that. And then today, Joker. right after the day after Captain Marvel dropped, we got news about Loki and Scarlet Witch. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, we're going to dissect the Captain Marvel trailer, the Captain Marvel teaser trailer. Let's be honest with you. It was two minutes long. It was more of a teaser. But you it know, was a nice tease. Exactly. Was, yeah, people, I swear to God, there's fan reaction from one op polar opposite to the other. I know nothing about the character, so yeah. I'm I'm going into this movie completely yeah. blind. Right. But it so looked what, good to me. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, what's up to all the Tubanites in the in the live chat? What's up to nobody in the Twitch room? But I'm always gonna be on Twitch just in case Twitch somebody shows <laughs> uh, on Twitch, man. We're gonna we're gonna get that Twitch thing popping off pretty soon, man. What's up to Big Easy? Unknown Comics Guy, Miss Hustle, TLC Comics, uh, Big O, FGCU42. We need to work out your name, bro. That's hard to say, man. Uh, <laughs> Stay Puff 1983, Model Vault, Miss Hustle, Atlas Wolf, Red Wolf. A lot of wolves in the house. Jason Smith, comic book brother. Uh, Roman Curtis, JLS Comics, Jason Smith, Sergio Morales, uh, Jesse Say What, Brandon Stowinski. What's up, everybody? Let's get right to it. Oh, you know what? Let's pay some bills first, man. <laughs> it's the first one. This show is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com and use the discount code of LOTLB to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Uh, they That X23 that we gave away, by the way, congratulations to all the winners from our, um, our uh, giveaway. I mailed out everything. Matt Ryan, you mailed out everything? Uh, yeah. Right. Auto email out everything. Everybody I'm mail out everything. I'm one of them, but it's going out tomorrow. So all right. congratulations, all the winners. That X23 uh, variant, the uh, the Virgin variant, sold out. Can't find it in KRS Comics anymore. So you know we were giving away some cool stuff. That Batman 50 that we gave away sold out. You can't find that anywhere on KRS Comics website right. either. Uh, so go to KRS Comics. Use 10 percent off uh, using the discount code of LOTLB to get any 10 percent off any KRS Comics exclusives. And this Saturday, they got a pre-order for a Spider Geddon number one that is off the hook. Oh my it's, God, is that it's thing a hot? Philip Tan variant. It's it a homage nice. to McFarlane's Amazing Spider-Man number one. 
going on pre-sale. I'm telling you, if you guys it's don't get using, part of the But it's using the PlayStation 4 version exactly. of Spider-Man. It looks yeah, really cool. I talked about it on, my, on the video I did yesterday mm-hmm. about how this is the first official appearance of the Spider-Man PS4 costume in the comics. Before that, it was just in the covers. This one's actually going to be in the book, in yeah. the Spider-Getting book. Prior to that, we've only seen them. I got one today, actually. The uh, Spider-Man annual has the uh, Oscorp building on it. Yeah, so, uh, I didn't get that. I, I was looking for it, but they didn't have it at my shop. Yeah, You, you got to pre-order that. I mean, that's going to sell This one right here? So. Yeah, that was that was cool, man. Oh, geez, I was, look I was at looking this guy. for that one. <laughs> it's dope, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. yay. Whenever you, hey, I picked up you, two Matinas, so if you have two of those, I'll trade you one. So yeah. in case you haven't seen it, uh, check out the uh, video I did last time. I'm going to try to do this on a weekly basis. It's basically Top Variant Tuesday where I go through and I pick what I think are the really cool variants for the week. So when you go to your LCS on Wednesday, you can arm yourself with that information. This is what I recommend you do. If there's one that you like, call your LCS if you have a good relationship with them and tell them to hold it for you. So you don't have to show up at 1030 a.m. and line up to make sure you get those variants. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the guys that have the big pool list, they already have those stashed away because yeah. they have a good relationship with the LCS owner. So that's just a good tip. If you're new to collecting and you go to your LCS and you're like, damn it, all the cool variants are gone by the time I show up after work. No, man, yeah. they're gone before the damn door opens. They're even, they're, they don't even hit the shelves. They're already they're in the box. Like, you know, get a hold of that. And then one more uh, shout out before we uh, get on. Uh, shout out to Rocket Comics, who is my and Ryan's yeah. our presser Big and uh, CDC facilitator of choice. They have a Stan Lee signing coming up. On November 1st, I think is the deadline to get your books in for a Stan Lee signing done. And I can vouch for Rocket Comics. He's totally professional. As a matter of fact, I just posted a a haul video, CGC haul video. Go and watch it after this show. Um, And Rocket pressed all of those books for me. Did a fantastic job. And why I want to bring this up is because in the past, uh, Rocket Comics had got uh, some bad press because he was associated with Anastasia Collectibles, also known as Excelsior Collectibles, also known as Derek, who also yes. had partnered himself with Max Anderson, who was the guy that Stan Lee had a restraining order on. That guy from Stan Lee Collectibles, Rocket Comics is no longer associated with them at all. He's now independent of them, so you don't have to worry about dealing with those guys and their inflated prices and throwing uh, Scott Rocket Comics under the bus. So go to Rocket Comics on his Instagram. Uh, uh, he's got a Facebook. He's got a uh, his own website as well, RocketComics.com. And Stanley signing coming up soon. I, I hate to say it this way, but there's going to be fewer and fewer of these uh, opportunities to come along and. I know for sure he's only been doing private signing. So after that, right. you don't know. So I'm going to judge through what I have in the old long boxes. I think I'm going to get my fantastic 448 signed by Stanley. Mm, that's, that's really nice. the only, that's the Stanley book right there. You know what I mean? In my mm-hmm. collection, you know, uh, I you might know, do my, my Marvel age with him on a cover that I just picked up. I might have it cracked and sent, or I might see if I can get a hold yeah. one from Barry Gary. Tim, does he do the, uh, he does McFarlane too, right? Yep. Uh, McFarland does normally two private signings a year. He does one okay. in spring and winter. I don't know if he's doing one this winter because he hasn't announced it yet. Typically, he gotcha. announces in a couple of months, but uh, keep uh, stay tuned. I, I'll post it whenever I find out about it. I've been looking for it because I have a, a, another ASM 300. I want to get Todd McFarland to sign, <laughs> and so far, he hasn't said anything about doing a winter signing. Um, he'll be at New York City Comic Con, but he won't sign your comic at those stores. Well, he hmm. will. But he won't say the further they're for CGC. Uh-huh. Uh, Todd is all about the business. He wants to be at home and he wants to get paid. Right, so, right. so you have to think of Todd McFarland's house in Phoenix, Arizona, or wherever in Arizona. And he has like six, seven different facilitators bring like just thousands of books. And he just sits in the privacy of his own home, signs it. There you go. Send that out. The facilitator yeah. take them, crack them off the CGC. Not a bad way to make a living if you can do yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. 
Uh, so yeah, so check out Care, uh, Rocket Comics on IG. He's pretty big on IG. Um, yeah, he's going to be doing the signing, so I can't recommend him high enough. Go out there, get your Stanley book signed, and he can. What's great about it, he can take your book, he can press it, he can get the signature for you, and then submit it to CGC for you as well. So it's a one-stop shop for mm-hmm. everything, man. Check out Rocket Comics. So uh, let's get right to the news, boys and girls. What we got, Ryan? Hey, man. Well, we talked about it at the beginning. You gave a little intro. Uh, looks like Fantastic Four number one topped the August 2018 sales list for top sales that, for the year so far. And did that really surprise anybody? No, I was expecting no. it 100%. Yeah. So what we're going to do we're going to do what we like to do and what everybody else likes to do. We're going to do our top 10 list. We love lists. Top 10 list. Way to go. Love top 10 list. People say, <laughs> Tim, give me the top 10 reasons I should watch this show. And I was just like, just <laughs> here we go. Well, here's here's number 10. <laughs> and actually, that's number one. <laughs> number one. Oh, there we go. No, I know. I'm, we're, we're actually going uh, from number one to, to number 10. Okay. We are that people already know, but you know, as the list yeah. goes down, it's, it gets more interesting actually. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, uh, fantastic four, number one, and these are, uh, these are only books that were sold through diamond distributor, basically where from your LCS. So this does not include store variants. So your KRS comics, Frankie's comics, unknown comics, seven, eight, nine comics, all these yep. online stores is not factor that in. Um, so Fantastic Four number one sold 368,000 units at full at five dollars and 99 uh cents cover price, so right? That's, that's a nice chunk of change, man. Mm-hmm. You know, nice change. You know, so apparently the comic book industry is dying, but it, it's cyclical, guys. Get right. over it. I, <laughs> all then, these anti comic book sites, are comic book dying and digital's taking over. No, it's yeah, not, man. Yeah. It's, it's cyclical. Copies. They build up hype, they get number ones, they get all these things. That's why whenever we talk about these lists, what's always on there. Number one issues in anniversary, mm, yep. right? So, uh, yeah, um, a number, another number one issue. Hold on a second. This oh, book, though, ahead. please, please, when you get that book, crack it open because there's a great tribute to Steve Ditko in it. And uh, Tim and I did a tribute to Ditko right after he passed away. If you haven't seen that, please watch that. But please read this. Open it up. There's a great tribute to Ditko in the beginning of this book. So, cool. definitely a, a definitely a read for you guys. So, yeah. And make sure you get number two too. There's a first appearance in there. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of number two is number two on this list, Infinity War number one. Another number, you know, this one is not interesting actually, but you know, they've kind of been building up to the hype for this. Uh, and it's, remember, whole thing about Infinity Wars is who's behind the mask, right? right. You know, and finally we found out, you know, I guess I could say this now because this list is from August. So if you have yeah. uh, who behind the Gamora. mask is, is Gamora. Uh, and there's a ton of cool variants too. Basically, these uh, there's new wielders of the Infinity Stones. I think Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, obviously Wolverine, you know, and, and you know, some a couple of other people. But you know, this is a, and let me see how many units this sold because uh, that's pretty amazing. This uh, this hit the list. Um, so there's a huge gap between first and second. So uh, number one, three hundred sixty-eight. Well, almost three hundred sixty-nine thousand. Uh, this one, uh, number two on the list of top ten sales for August. Is Infinity Wars number one at one hundred and four thousand three hundred sixty-three units at a yeah. at a uh, cover price of five ninety-nine? That's not bad. Still not bad though. I mean, you're still no. again the Fantastic Four versus this. The name obviously is going to sell a lot more, and people are anticipating more. But that's still a great number for a number one. You know, so I mean, awesome. You know, people, fans, comic book collectors, what are always complaining about reboots and number ones and everything? Well, now you know why because they sell people. You know, you may complain about it, but people love buying number one issues, right? How many number one issues do you have in your collection? That's <laughs> quite ton, a few, right? Yeah. How many number three issues do you have? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right, what's up next? All right, up next is man. Wow, are you segueing? Because number three is Batman Fifty Two. 
Yeah, this is interesting. This continues the kind of push up leading up to Batman number 50 with the whole wedding and everything. And then, yeah. you know, it was kind of a they would let down. But let's be honest, Batman books are always in, the, if not the top 10, the top 15. Batman yeah. always sells. So number 52 came in at number three, just barely behind uh, Infinity Wars with 102,344 copies. Now, was this, a, was this a result of that wedding hype from 50 or 51? Or is this just something new that I believe happened. this is because of um I want to say is it no it's the Justice League one. No, this is just Batman always okay. sells. Yeah. It's there no it's DC's flagship title. It's always yeah. gonna sell. I mean, it's always there. I mean, you go back to New 52, you know, it started with that really. I right. mean, if you think about it, but Batman has always been the number one seller. It's it's you know, Mar Marvel has Spider-Man, it's always right. a consistent top 10 seller. The Batman is always gonna be in the top 10. All right. And this was a good run, too. I mean, it was a good buildup, a little bit of letdown, stuff like that, but it's a good run, and it's still going to keep going, so it doesn't surprise me at number three. Mm -hmm. uh, well, number four, we, Tim said it. He must have a list or something. Uh, Amazing no. Spider-Man, number five. Or, I'm sorry, number three. Oops. No, actually, it's Batman. Oh, no, I skipped. I skipped. Yeah. Sorry. Number four yeah, no, is yeah. Batman number 53. Yeah, so actually, I believe these were coming out bi -week or bi uh, weekly, right? They were coming out every two weeks. That's why mm -hmm. there's two on the list, 52 and yes. 53. So I mean, this one was, that's pretty amazing. So if you think about the two Batman books just in this month, um, that's, let me, let me get those totals. Sorry about that. I'm just totally blowing it here. So Batman number 53 came in number four in sales with 99,191. So, so the two Batman books together over, you know, 200,000, that's not bad, you know? Yeah, no, not bad at all. And it's Especially not, for not even a fifty-second and a fifty-third uh, issue. Yeah, and and it's people don't get fatigued because a lot of times these comics that come out weekly or every two weeks, people are like, oh man, you know, it's like you know, mm -hmm. it's three they're three ninety-nine, but you think about it, you're buying two of them in mm -hmm. one month. So, well, this next one I liked because uh, it reminds me of a cover from the '90s. It almost looks like it's an, it's an homage from a cover that I have in, on some '90s Spider-Man book. Yeah, so number five on the list is Amazing Spider-Man, uh, number six, or excuse me, number three, number my three. bad, yep. sorry for those listening at home, I keep on forgetting about the podcast, I have to worry about the, the people who are listening to this silky smooth sounds of the soul town. <laughs> uh, number five, Amazing Spider-Man, number three, which is uh, Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley killing it, you know, this is still left over from... Amazing Spider-Man 801, and they went a new direction. Like uh, what we were saying earlier, Spider-Man is the flagship title for Marvel. That's uh, you know, it's always a good seller. That's why they always have the top teams on it. You know, so kudos to. I mean, that's pretty odd too. A number four issue. Yeah, number that's three. Really cool number three. I'm sorry. Well, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> next, yeah, next month it'll be number four, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so the number six most selling uh, for August was the Sandman universe. That's a surprising one. This probably surprised me most on the list, but it just shows what a following Sandman, uh, Sandman has yeah. with Neil Gaiman and everything. And basically, it was a reboot of the Sandman universe uh, is what it was. So, you know, Sandman's been around, I guess the height of its popularity, I guess want to say was the 90s, right? Yeah. Uh, with Neil writing the story. So it's nice to see Sandman getting some love, man. And, you know, that's why real key indicators of these. Um, let me give you the numbers on Sandman. Sandman sold 83,000 units. At uh, four ninety nine a copy, uh, Amazing Spider Man was uh, eighty six thousand, so it barely inched out uh, Sandman Universe. Uh, Sandman Universe actually costs more than Spider Man. Well, oh. you know what? The Spider Man book is three ninety nine because it comes out twice a month, right? So, and, and that's is, actually a perfect segue. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I said come back the next month, but hey, we can come back to right now. 
Spider-Man number four. So Look at boom. that. Boom, amazing, right there. People love Spider-Man. <laughs> amazing Spider-Man and uh, Batman, both flagship titles, both came out bi-weekly in August. Both are on the top 10. So that's, you know, it just shows you, you know, feed your feed your horse, man. Let them let them work for you. Uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number four, 81,630 units at $3.99 uh, cover price. This next one actually is uh, just as surprising to me as maybe more surprising man. to me because I didn't think the, the hype would Superman keep up with it. Superman number two. Yeah. Superman number two. Well, and you know, it's good to see a Superman book in the top 10, man. Yeah. Right. And yeah. for those listening to the podcast, it's a really cool cover. Um, it's Superman number two. It says the Phantom Zone, popu- uh, Population Earth. Yeah. And it's got the mirror from what I remember the um, the Phantom Zone from Superman 2 looking like. like The, the, the prison. The glass. Yeah. The prison. Yeah, the prison. And there's Superman inside of it. So really cool looking cover. I put it with Bobby by that book just for the cover. So for those in the, uh, listening on podcasts and for those watching on YouTube and Twitch, I purposely copy got the screen caps of the regular versions of the covers because these sales don't reflect variants. Okay. You know, plus they're, they're negligible in numbers. You know, if you have right. a one in 50, I mean, you know, right, you right. see that many. Uh, but these are all the regular uh, covers, so you can see what people are buying. You know what I'm saying? So this is Superman number two. Uh, let's see how many units this sold. Superman number two sold 77,464. So it's good to see okay. Superman on there with all the hype they have with Bendis and everything. And let's mm-hmm. hope he can stay up there. You know, they, you know, you need to have a Superman. Let's not get into well, have, have, <laughs> has, uh, has anybody in the chat? I know, I don't know, Otto, have you read this? I have not read this. No, I have not. How been about anybody in the chat? Have you guys read the Superman yeah, book? I don't know. I'm still How catching is up. Doing? He's doing. I'm, I'm still catching up. So I, I'm re- I read the Man of Steel stuff and I liked it. I, I don't mind Bendis' dialogue and style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People who are, uh, uh, you know, who are affronted by it or whatever. I mean, it's he has a certain style and that's the way that he does it. And mm-hmm. Man of Steel, I thought was pretty good. I mean, to me, sorry, send the dislikes and thumbs down. But to <laughs> me, Superman is boring. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's boring. Well, it's it's less boring to me, but it's predictable. Like there's only yeah. so much. Like Superman is gonna fight a godlike being, and if he's he, he's not a street level guy, you know what I mean. Yeah, and right. we've talked about this before. Yeah, but you know when Superman is the best when he's in a team or in a miniseries event where he comes in and he throws down the big dick and like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm here to take care of well, shit. Well, he yeah. kind reminds me Move of the Hulk the in the Avengers. Like, the Hulk doesn't yeah. work on yeah. his own, but... Exactly. I can't read the, the Avengers, Hulk solo works, stories either. Right. Yeah, it's, no. yeah, yeah. The Immortal Hulk is pretty good. I'm enjoying that, but it's definitely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only so. time I read Hulk was when he was Mr. Fix-It back in the day. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right, what's next? Well, uh, number nine on the list is the Legion of... Well, Justice League, sorry, number five. Yeah, Justice League number five, man. This came in at 76,000 copies, man. And this was the reintroduction of the Legion of Doom. Fantastic. Uh, And number five, that's good that Justice League is... (laughs) Sorry, I was was going back to my uh, Super Friends days. Super Friends days. Meanwhile, I got it, I got it. Yeah, so and when you know, and I really dig uh, the artist on this cover, which is uh, I believe that's Jim Chung, who is one of my favorite artists working. I mean, look at that; he does some great things. I thought he was doing the internals, but now that I think about it, I think Justice League—they were taking all-star teams of artists doing the uh, internals. Uh, Somebody in the live chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but I could have swore they were doing a different artist uh, every month. And Jim Chung did lead off Justice League number one 
and then they went off and did different guys, which right. I really don't like. I think writers and artists, I mean, that's why Batman or Batman New 52 had such a great run because it was basically yeah. Snyder and Capullo working well, together. When they do those those switch off team team kind of things, I think they should save those for books like the Batman, the Batman Black and White or something that's more of a compilation as opposed to an ongoing story. You need to keep one creative team together yeah. for for an extended yes. period of time jason but, smith and live chat asks lex luther's evil again yes he's actually the one that got the legion of doom back together right. uh, to do doomful type things at a cosmic level actually so it was kind of the reintroduction of the legion of doom and that's i think you know that's good that you know they have to keep these things going because a lot of times justice league has been a book that starts off because i've always liked justice league because you know I, if I'm going to read some, I like teen books where, yep. you know, it's always kind of epic and Justice League and Adventures are those epic level books. Definitely, definitely teens. And, you know, and I've read Justice League and then it goes on strong, strong, strong. And then it just peters out right around issues 27 and yeah. 28. It hasn't yeah. had a nice long run in quite a while. I guess you could say that in most books, man. Shit. Yeah. It's going to go out eventually. But this is a cool cover, though, for you guys listening to uh, us on podcast. Um, it's got the Legion of Dune logo over. But what's interesting about it is you've got Sinestro, uh, Sinestro Luther. Um, Grodd, I think that's Chitara, Black Manta, and then they throw in the Joker. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Joker on the Legion of Doom. I mean, well, that's... it's reminiscent of remember back when they did that uh, the villain month or whatever, where they crossed out the it was all those lenticular covers a few yes. years ago. Yeah, this this kind of harkens back to that, right? Like with the way the 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 cover looks. Brian with the big right. words this week. Harkins. All right. Well, let's hearken to the number 10 and last okay. on the list. Uh, Justice League number six. Harkin D's. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. Number, so, uh, Justice League number six. Okay. Yeah, Justice League number six. This is interesting, too, that this cracked the top 10. But like I said, these are another one of those. It's bi-weekly bi books. Okay. You know, bi-weekly. Bi-monthly would be bi -monthly. every other month. Yeah, so it's bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, yeah. So that's Justice League. Both of them came. Both of them crack right around 75, 70,000 copies. So, I mean, if you look at the top 10 as in general, you have one, two, you have four uh, Marvel titles. Uh, Marvel got the first two spots, and then you got the rest of the six spots are for DC titles. But then if you look at the next 10 to 15, it's uh, Punisher, Infinity Wars, Venom. Uh, Walking Dead came in at number 14. It's amazing right. to me that, you know, 65,000 copies of Walking Dead. Uh, Catwoman, it was, it was interesting to me. It's also still on that list. Then Venom, and Action Comics, and Captain America, and then Avengers. So all overall, Marvel has most of the top twenty. DC DC has most of the top ten, but still pretty robust, man. A lot of number ones, but there's also Action Comics number one thousand and two is on there at number seventeen. So I, you know, uh, I, the market is is Comic Con is a very interesting website for anybody who ever like. Uh, makes those videos how the comic book industry is dying because of uh, this or that or SJW or anti this or mm -hmm. diversity or whatever. Just go on there. They actually show you what the sales are month to month, year to year. And it's down from 2017, but now the last two months have got it back uh, closer to where it is. So it's cyclical, man. It, it's always going, you know what I mean? Never compare the comic book industry market to when it was in the nineties. Cause no, all that, that data does not, is not so real scary. relevant data. The industry was totally different back then. The industry is much more sustained nowadays. I understand we could do a whole show about comic book shops opening and closing down. And unfortunately there are some that close down, but uh, none of the comic shops that I go to in Southern California have ever been like, we're ready to shut our doors. And I, I'm going to tell live. you the reason why they have, a large selection of back issues. That's the way you stay in business. Yep. 
I live by the within a five mile radius, no joke, within a five mile radius of six different comic book shops. Um, 20 miles, there's probably add another three or four. So it's nuts around here. Comics yeah, are going I strong. Mean, yeah, that's why, you know, maybe it is in, in certain parts of the country, but I mean, from where I'm at, man, and it's super, super competitive mm-hmm. too. I mean, if you don't oh, yeah, get your sure. stuff, man, there's like people just, you know, yeah. if you don't know somebody and, you know, stuff we, is gone. People in our stores that are like our nemesis, my my partner, uh, Bernie1869, the executive producer, like he has a full-on nemesis that like beats him by like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his LCS, over this. You he's know got his I mean? Wednesday like, arch rival. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's everywhere he turns around, this guy's like over his shoulder hanging around. So it's so funny. he's got the, uh, what's that guy on... Uh, a Seinfeld member was what's his name's uh, Newman. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got his comic Newman. He's got yeah. his comic Newman. It's very oh. funny. Unbelievable. All right. Well, all right, Ryan. What's next? Up next, it looks like Netflix made some changes to their Facebook page, and it's got people worried. Yeah, okay. man, we're the age of New York knee jerk reaction, man. So, um, and it kind of makes sense in a way. So basically, uh, the Defenders uh, Facebook page uh, was changed. Right. Said, one day, because I I followed their Facebook page, and it just said NX, and they had a little trailer, and some people were freaked out, saying, "Man, what does that mean? The Defenders is gone?" And my answer to you is probably yes. Uh, really, we don't need another Defender show. I think we talked about this last week. What we need yeah. is a Heroes for Hire show, yeah. uh, which need- I think it's going to happen. The more I've yeah. been listening to you, and the more we've been hearing stuff, and just the way Iron Fist ended, really, to be honest with you, so makes sense. Yeah, I mean, those four are, you know, were the best parts of Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. They seem to gel well too. Like, you know, when yeah. Luke, Luke Cage season one, when he was uh, with Iron Fist in episode ten, easily the most entertaining episode, right? Yeah. Hell, I was hoping for Luke Cage to make an appearance in uh, Iron Fist season two. I was like, hey, we can lose, use we a can little Luke Cage. We can throw yeah. him in there. You know, they could so do the uh, version of Heroes with Hire where. Um, uh, uh, Ghost Rider was in it. Let's do that one. Oh, that would be cool. Dude, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. I think yeah, everybody's yeah. been a hero fire. So essentially, NX is the Netflix um, branding they're giving for all their geek-centric properties. So think about uh, Stranger Things, uh, the Marvel Netflix stuff, any of the sci-fi stuff, any of the horror stuff is, is going to be promoted by what Netflix calls NX. So it's their more geek-friendly sci-fi programming. And if you go onto their Facebook page, NX, and I think their Twitter handle has changed too, but obviously, you know, why, you know, why they got rid of Defenders and just renamed it, that seems kind of weird, you know what I mean? So obviously people freaked out about that, but I think we can all agree that, you know, maybe we don't need a Defenders, you know what I mean? We don't know. Plus, we don't know what's going to happen with their Disney streaming service down the line. Yeah, I think the, the Defenders proved it, it had its point. It bridged the gap with these characters. It showed that everything was in continuity. It did its job. It was quick. It was a lot of fun to watch. There were great characters in it, but it was a one-shot pretty much. You know, and it was like a miniseries, and that's it. That's all you get. No more. So we'll see yeah, what that's else. that's why, like, every characters. every maybe season after they do all their solo seasons, they have a new one. Like, this next yeah. one would be Heroes for Hire. Maybe Daughters Perfect. of the Dragon. Maybe no, it'll Daughters be Daughters of the Sha- Dragon. There you go. <laughs> maybe it'll be Shadowland, where it's like Daredevil takes over New York, and all the heroes have to come and fight him and stuff like that, you know? So yep. we'll see. All right. And speaking of segue, let's talk about... Uh, in the Iron Fist season two, I'll take this over, Ryan, because this Yeah, no, I, please do it. And I, I pulled a really graphic and about I have this, no idea if it was if it's real or not, but it's so, gonna have to do. For those who watch <laughs> season two of Daredevil, there was a little Easter egg that they just dropped, and I don't know how many people caught it. Uh, I remember catching it because I know the I'm a huge FF fan. Right. So essentially, 
during the scene uh, where they're fighting and if she calls for like medical attention, she gives mm-hmm. the address of the Baxter building, which is the home of the fantastic four. Yep. If, if you remember, I think in defenders, there was a building that was under construction mm-hmm. and everybody's saying, Oh, that's gotta be the fantastic. We're moving it. Or if you go back to, uh, Iron Man, or excuse me, I think it was a Spider-Man, where they're moving out of Stark Tower, right? Yep. They're moving everything to Avengers stand. Yep. And the theory is, once Marvel gets the rights back to Fantastic Four, that's going to be the Baxter the building. Baxter. Hmm. Absolutely. Where yeah. Terrax tore in half with this fucking cosmic yeah. accident, John Byrne <laughs> run, which is awesome, by the way. Awesome. Terrax was a great herald. Uh, Terrax was badass, yeah. man. The bad, most badass villain with male pa- pattern balding ever, man. <laughs> he had like he had like the you know the real patch, and it was funny when he became like a villain or imbued with the power of cosmic. He, he became all stone, so he had like a stone like male pattern yeah. balding. But <laughs> I think it was Fantastic Four issue two forty three or two forty four. Where Terax comes down, he's he's basically disjoint. He he's joined. He's left Galactus. Yes. And he wants to fight the Fantastic Four, and one wheel of his cosmic act whops off like freaking ten stories of the Baxter Building. He's fucking yep. badass. And then, you know, powerful Sue Storm is. She actually holds all the debris in a in a in, invisible force field. Do right. not sleep on Sue Storm. One of the most Ooh. powerful people in the Marvel. Oh, movies. absolutely. Absolutely. Was it 42 Madison? Is that what they said? 42 Baxter for the address itself? I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was 40. It was, it's not Baxter because that's the Baxter building. building uh, but it was like, it's 42 like 42 in Madison. Yeah. Madison. So, or something. Yeah. It was definitely. So that's cool that they got a little Easter egg in there, man. So God damn, that's going to be excited for Marvel to bring in the Fantastic Four in. But yeah, this little cool little Easter egg next. If you're watching uh, uh, Iron Fist or you want to go back and, and check it out. I do want to say this. I've been, I've watched Avengers 2. I remember watching um, the original Captain America. Everything they do is for a purpose. And I'm telling you, there was a, um, in the, when he was getting the, uh, with Captain America, I'm, I'm going off task here, but when they were had Captain America and he was getting the super serum, there was this African American guy and in, the, in the shadows. And in one of the stories in Captain America, I forgot what book it is, they actually tried to use it on him once and it didn't work. And I don't know if that was him in the thing, but everything Marvel does, whether it's in Netflix, it's in the movies, they're doing it for a reason. And it's you've got to be very, very quick to catch it, and you might miss it. But there's stuff there. Everything they do is for a reason. I have no doubt. Anyway. Well, oh, shout go. out right. to uh, Comics Misexplained, where they did the code 616. For all those who know, Marvel 616 is yeah. the main Marvel Comics continuity. And they always drop little... You hear six one six. I've heard six one six also on Agents of Shield. They always they always drop that. That's like their favorite mm-hmm. little nugget. Besides chopping off somebody's hand to give homage to Return of the Jedi, right? Um, but I was just I was just gonna say like um, I always go back to the geek out moment I had, which was in um, Captain America: Civil War or no Winter Soldier, where they're talking to him, uh, one of the guys at Agents of Shield. And he throw him on. He's got him on the building top. And he goes, "No, we're we're watching threats. You know, there's a Stephen Strange. There's a student in Ohio, and they named off three characters. And first of all, when I heard Stephen Strange, I was like, oh shit, they just named yeah. up Doctor Strange. And then I was for the for like a fucking two months, I was like Googling Marvel Wikipedia, trying to figure out who the student from Ohio Idaho was and who the yeah. other teacher was. But you know, it's, it's like a callback right. we may get." 10 films from now. That's right, how right, right. You know, they, they're, they're planting these seeds left and right. And they're yeah. doing stuff for reasons. Absolutely. It's amazing. And not only are they doing it in the movies, but they're bringing it to TV as well. And uh, it looks like the Disney streaming service is going to be bringing two characters to the small screen. 
Yes. This news actually dropped today. Um, and this was just, hey, by the way, just out of blue, we're going to drop this for you. Uh, what's interesting, so Loki and Scarlet Witch are both getting their own limited series on the new Disney streaming service. And this is really the first bit of news we've heard coming out from, it's called Disney Play, the Disney streaming service. And the first that uh, we've heard about the Marvel content, uh, we do know there's going to be like a, a Lady and a Tramp and some other Disney-centric uh, properties that are being done. This is the first Marvel stuff we've heard. We all The only other thing we heard was that uh, Captain Marvel will be the first movie that shows uh, that shows specifically on um, Disney play. Goddamn, mm. can't even put it out. But what's interesting about this is what you should get excited about is not that it's just a Loki solo series and a Scarlet Witch solo series, but that the main the actors that play them in the movies are playing them yes. on the Disney yes. streaming yes. service. This is what's huge. Right. Yeah, so this is not, hey, we got, you know, uh, Flash on TV and right. Flash in the movies. Exactly. And Marvel, you know, Marvel's not really never done that. If they have a character like Phil Coulson, remember Lady Sif was on Agents of Shield. You got yeah. uh, Agent Carter was on Agents of Shield. She yeah. had her own show. Uh, what's cool about this is Kevin Feige is going to be producing it as well. Right. So right now, if you watch Agents of Shield or any, or any of the Netflix stuff, Kevin Feige doesn't fuck with that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Marvel TV. Uh, this is Marvel Studios production. So they've been mum on it because it's apparently very expensive. If you got these right. A-list actors are going to be this. And that's why they're only limited series, right? Think of it as, remember back in the 90s when we used to have a bunch of limited series, you'd have a four-issue four issue limited series of The Falcon. I still have that, by the way. Yeah, uh, Captain Jack of, Hercules. Jack of Hearts. I still have yeah. Jack of Hearts, for Hearts. God's sake. Machine uh, Man, right? Machine Man. And of course, what really bumped it up? Punisher, the four, the yeah. five-issue miniseries, right? And right? So think of these as, and they said that it's not going to be um, shows featuring the main characters, so not Thor, not Captain America, anybody who's had a solo movie. So, addition by deduction, reduction, deduction, whatever. So, who we have left? Uh, I would love to see a Hawkeye living yep. series. That would be right. awesome. Hawkeye um, maybe become Ronin. Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Uh, you know, War Machine. If you're um, going to have Scarlet Witch, maybe throw Vision in there too. I don't know. Vision but, Scarlet But if he's but, still yeah. alive, I think he's Right, dead. but hold on though. <laughs> Being alive. So, Loki's still alive, right? Well, so, here's what I think. So okay. it could be a solo series. It could be a prequel. Mm-hmm. Could be. Uh, a, it could a, be agree. in between what happens. Yep. Like to me, a Hawkeye limited series would work with what happens between Avengers three and four when Agreed. he becomes Ronan, right? Yes, Ronan, unbelievable. And Do also it. maybe <laughs> Scarlet Witch. You know, uh, her early years. Maybe they bring back Sil- uh, Quicksilver. Uh, you do a lot of stuff now that, yeah. you know, and they also said Weren't that they going to do a damage control movie or a TV show. Yeah. They, Wasn't I think there they talk about that. that. I mean, they, they could do stuff like that too, though, you know, and yeah. I mean, the sky's the I'm, limit, you guys the really, limit. yeah. I really think the new warrior show is headed toward the Disney streaming service. I think yeah. they've been, they've been kind of dragging their feet on it, saying they can't find a, uh, a TV network to do it, but every, everything saying the show is tested great. So I think they may be just saving it for that or Hulu because it, apparently it's got more adult-themed comedy in it. So it may be going to Hulu, which Hulu is going to be, I think, their platform for rated R streaming stuff. And Disney is going to have the Disney name on it. But they said it's going to they be their way to introduce other characters that don't really, I guess, deserve or, or have enough weight to pull a solo film. Like, right. you know, like people are saying, oh, we see, I doubt you would see Blade in it because they want Blade for the big screen, right? right? Anybody who has a cachet or name, box office name, right. yeah. you got to think they got to save that for the big screen. But man, that's that's pretty exciting, man, because that's that's Tom Hiddleston and that's yes. uh, that's know, a great move. That's a, he was sister. He, 
yeah, it he was keeps a, it, was a, it, it keeps the narrative the it keeps the narrative going. It, yes. it if you if you brought in two different actors, it kind of separates it from what's going on. Right. Oh, that guy was better so, than this. Yeah. This so what they're doing is just perfect. I mean, right. And yes. Hiddleston, I'm not know if I'm saying his name right, but he is a fantastic. And every and I've always said this: for a movie to be good, you have to have a great villain. And whether he's your uh, favorite villain, he's an anti-hero. He's a great Loki, right? Don't mm-hmm. you guys agree? He no, plays agreed. a great Loki. His affect, his voice, oh, yeah. his mysticism. He's, he's charming too. Yes, I mean, absolutely. He can, like be, he would can be, be a likable hero as well. Right. He's a very charismatic. He could flip to the hero side. You don't know if he's telling the truth or not. So this to me could be a home, home run yeah. and huge so, fan of it. I hope it if, succeeds. If you're paying attention, this is Disney trying to compete with Netflix. I don't know if you watch the Emmys, but Netflix had the most nominations of any show and all the streaming services combined. I mean, uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel killed it. And that's an Amazon show. All these Netflix shows and Amazon shows are getting a lot of recognition. Yeah. Now, if you're paying attention, the streaming services, if they're not doing a blockbuster film, they want to put in a streaming service. They're, Look at that. I hate to bring up Heaven Cavill again, yeah. but he's doing the Witcher, yeah. right? I mean, right. before this is what we were, when breaking bad started, that was considered the golden age of TV where now you had big name actors who were like, you know what? I will do stuff on TV now because the stuff that's coming on TV and th- that can include, you know, include Showtime and HBO and mm-hmm. all these great shows, Game of Thrones and all right. these things. You had movie stars coming onto the small screen now because there's not a stigma with it because the production values are so great now. They so are. now the next evolution of the golden age of TV is streaming and you're seeing it already. Yep. Orange is the new black stranger things. Ja- uh, Jack Ryan uh, uh, on Amazon was in a great right. series right. with John Krasinski. Who was- oh, uh, speaking of John Krasinski, time, can I, talked about, but- can I put it out right now that I want to nominate him to play Reed Richards? Who's this? Yeah. Uh, John Krasinski. Play Jack Ryan. I think he yeah. would be great. Oh, Okay. Especially in his beard from, if you see all the quiet ones and, you know, Reed Richards with a beard, you know, I think he would be great. He's got that, he's got that kind of, he's got the charm. He could play a smart guy too, because, you know, if you read Dr. Sh- our Fantastic Four comics, Reed doesn't really do stretchy powers that much anymore. You know, no, that's no, not his strong suit. His strong yeah. suit is his brain power. You know, it's like right. rarely do you have to see him stretch to save the world. Say, if anything, he's stretching across the room to get his machine. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Let me so, go stretch yeah. across the room to get my laptop, you know, yeah. so I can work on something. That's about all he's doing, man. Tebow, get a hold yeah. of Feige. Make this happen, all right? This is on you. Make this happen. Mm-hmm. You can make this happen. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, John Hamm, I think, will be good, too. All right. What's uh, next, he might Ryan? be too beefy. I don't know. All right. He's a bigger that dude. Sounds- Ooh, beefy. Uh, up next, it looks like we're going to be getting, um, speaking of uh, streaming television, Netflix is bringing Avatar, The Last Airbender, as a, la- as a uh, live action. This was actually huge And news I am excited this about oh, this. As long as yeah. M. Night Shyamalan isn't involved. You're right. Keep him away from it. And I think yes. I said that at the beginning of the show, too. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, my nieces and nephew told me about this show and I should watch it. And so it's like 2007, 2008. I was like, I'm a grown ass man. I ain't going to watch no damn cartoon, man, man. I watch it. I won't. I absolutely loved it. When they came out with that drivel piece of shit film, I was just like, this (sighs) is horrible. I love the legend of Korra too. That was was great. It was, it's fantastic. So good. Such great storytelling, great animation, great fight styles, just the, the four elements and all the airbending. And then that fucking movie came out and, Oh, God damn, but man, I'm super stoked for this. It's going to be live action. Mm-hmm. Last uh, Avatar, the last Airbender, and Netflix is doing it. It'll be done right. 
which yeah. is, which well, is actually, really the, exciting. The two original creators of Avatar Last Airbender are going to be doing this new live action adaption. Wow. Uh, so there's that. But, you know, any, you know, when you can do animated shows, you can get away with a lot more fantastical stuff mm -hmm. than you can with live action. Right. So right. there's got to be heavy CG. Hopefully it's heavy on martial arts, you know, because that's the big thing now. Mm -hmm. you, Iron Fist, um, my favorite show, the uh, God damn it. I just forgot it on AMC. Ah. Badlands. Yeah. Into the Badlands. I'm sorry. That's yep. another great show. So it's good to see they can do fantastical type martial arts shows. And, you know, there's a whole generation of people that don't remember Avatar, the last airbender, the original series right. that came out. It was incredible, man. The stories were at first it was kind of joking the kids. And then there was really serious adult themes yeah, when people were really, dying. And, and the animation was brilliant. Oh, man. So very, very. I mean, well was it done. on Nickelodeon? I mean, come on. That, that what the, how, who would have known? Exactly. And then Legend of Korra, too, which was almost yeah, like was really good. The, she was a firebender, month? though, right? Yeah. 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 And it was and the last episode of that. It was like, oh just gutted me i was like oh so emotional <laughs> grown-ass man crying about cartoons that's, that's what we live in man. all happens. right what's next ryan well uh on to something i'm super stoked about we got our first look at arthur before arthur? he becomes arthur, a joke huh? <laughs> well, would that be the guy in your shirt ryan it, it might be it might, it might be, be. So, so what is the joke? joaquin phoenix yeah what is the joker's real name in real life i don't think they ever have i mean there's been there's no real origin. I think Jack Napier. They've they've right. uh, the Killing Joe cartoon touched on it. Uh, yeah, they, it's always been story, it's always been kind of unknown. Yeah. So we know the origin roughly is the Joker, uh, back from I think maybe uh, the original Red Hood was a comedian, right? Who the failed at being a comedian mm -hmm. turned to mm -hmm. a life of crime, fell in a vat, and became the Joker. So that's right. like the yeah, that's became the, a crime lord. That's the fast version. Uh, there, this actually looks good to me because uh, Joaquin Phoenix is like Jared Leto, man. They really get into their roles, roles, and they are creepy. And uh, I, I like his, uh, I like how gaunt he looks. Yes. As he should be, as he right. should be, the Joker. That one picture with him and the clown, that was fucking creepy because clowns yeah. are just creepy all to begin with. This clown but, is creepy too. Yeah, right, right there. And then you got these two together, and he's he's tall and lanky. You know what I mean? What the Joker should be, you know. So, so yeah. the director Todd Phillips uh, tweeted these out, and that uh, here's your first look at Arthur. Um, so, man, I can't. You know, before we're talking about this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. Mark Scorsese's producing it. Then they got an actor. You're like, oh, okay. And then boom, they're showing stuff. So, and, man, and, right. and news came out that the IMDb um, just posted the entire casting cast list. Um. So you can look really? at the cast. They don't have they don't have the who character names, yet, yeah. but they have right. the whole cast list. Okay, all right. Robert De Niro's in it. Yeah, if you look at Joaquin Phoenix's roles, um, he's got a very very eclectic list of roles. Everything from the weirdo in uh, Gladiator. Remember mm -hmm. the weird emperor oh, yeah. who wanted to bang his sister. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and then and then he's gotten some. He does like independent roles, really, you know, roles that mm -hmm. are you know really acting heavy. You know, well, didn't I he do that good. one like major troll where he basically did, he did that movie where he was quitting acting or something, but it turned out that it was just. You remember oh, he yeah. grew that beard and yeah, he had real yeah, weird hair. Go on YouTube and search for uh, Joaquin Phoenix weird uh, talk show appearances, mm -hmm. like he's yeah. been where he just in he's been in character in beard while he does interviews. Mm -hmm. Like a lot like right. Andy. Remember Andy Kaufman did that mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. For all you young kids in there, yeah, Andy, Andy Kaufman, Kaufman was on a show called Taxi, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was. 
He oh did my an God. entire stand-up skit where he just sang the theme song from Mighty Mouse. That's yeah. Andy fucking Kaufman, right. a comedy legend that was gone way before our time. You know him as Lockie? Lockie. Yeah. Was his Lockie. name Lockie? Yeah, Lockie. Taxi. One, he, of the, one of the best sitcoms ever, man. Right. Ever. And then he had the issues with Jerry the King Lawler and the wrestling and everything. That's like right. That. I totally forgot that. Right. He, oh, yeah. That yeah. was big. He that was, was big. big. That was the man on the moon kind of stuff. You mm -hmm. know, uh, yep. there was all yeah, really dating about ourselves Andy talking about this. Yeah. The people in the chat are just tuning in now, tuning out because they have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. What's next? Well, last but not least, there was a little bit of a teaser trailer that came out the other day. I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't know if you heard. No, I mean, uh, no, I something called Captain Marvel. When did that come out? Uh, what was it? Yesterday? <laughs> two days ago? Monday? Tuesday? I don't know. So uh, we're going to do what we like to do, and we're going to play uh, dissect the trailer. Uh, the uh, they Obviously, they I posted about it, you know, and uh, we're going to tease it on uh, Good Morning America because they had Brie Larson that was going to show up on there. So they dropped a teaser trailer on us and everybody's already seen it. I was going to do a reaction video to it. And then I searched like uh, Captain Marvel reaction. There was like <laughs> 10,000 of them. I was like, you know what? Everybody's seen it. It's no big deal. No need for reaction. But, um, but it's, people want to know your reaction, Tim. They're, they're interested. Well, well my reaction is it was a teaser trailer. And I think Marvel did themselves an injustice by saying t trailer because people really expected a lot of it, but literally it was two minutes and it's kind of the typical Marvel teaser trailer where they really don't give away any plot points. They kind of tell you who the character is. Dig for it though. And there's always narration over it. Kind of, it's, yeah. it reminds me of the Doctor Strange first trailer. Where really, the only thing you saw him was standing in front of his uh, logo inside the Sanctum Centaurum, and he's got his cape on. And really, there was that. It was the second trailer where you really got to see like the world bending and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for me, as a Captain Marvel fan, uh, I've I have these Bronze Age run. I enjoyed her in the Ultimates. I liked her in the X-Men. One of my favorite issues right there, sitting on uh, Otto's desk. Yeah, there we go. There we go. First binary. appearance of Binary. Right here, yep. So we're going to go it's through the trailer, color. and we're going to go off some, uh, some of the most biggest or most important shots that we think that, and we'll talk about it, and we'll see what, right. what could be happening. Overall, I thought the trailer was good. What I would have liked to see was, well, maybe they'll probably do it on the second one, but Marvel's always heavy on their music. Black Panther had the really dope mm -hmm. uh, Run the Jewel yeah. song in the first one. Of course, Guardians of the Galaxy always playing like the 70s and 80s. Thor Ragnarok had the Led Zeppelin. Oh, that was perfect. That that's was still great. the most perfect. No, that's song a, I just, we just played that song the other night and all I heard was Thor Ragnarok. But <laughs> I do want to mention, for those of you guys keeping it home, um, issue 101, TiVo did a great, great um, backstory about her powers and her abilities and where a lot of things came from so we're going to talk a lot about that stuff so you know if you're keeping score at home and you're a, a watcher of the show this, all this stuff is going to play into what we're going to talk about right Tim? Yeah, i talked it on uh episode 101 101 it. yes and yep, it's, a, it's a long long history and actually something that came out today and we'll talk about that later just retconned her uh her her, her history so we're we're up we're up to date with the news goddamn what's let's let's go to some of the shots and uh what's let's talk about what's going on and what we think first of all this is great that's Who great cover this man oh my god i think i still got my card somewhere yeah <laughs> yep. i think i still owe money shit man <laughs> hey, if you didn't rewind they would they would penalize your ass yes they did that, yes they did rewind so what's interesting about this is somebody online actually went through the trouble of figuring out when blockbuster stopped selling vhs tapes to better put a, a uh, a timestamp on when this movie takes place. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Blockbuster stopped selling VHS videos or renting vi- a VHS in 1994. They went all DVD at that point. Okay, gotcha. So this film takes place 1994 or before. Before. Okay. So that's a little nugget for you guys. There out you there. go. Somebody did the legwork for me, so I'm not taking any credit for it because I wouldn't have went to search for all that no shit. No way. Well, you have to figure out when Nick Fury lost his hair because we, we get to see a Nick Fury with hair, right? With hair. <laughs> with two eyes. So. So up next, and this is all in chronological order, these pictures. Yeah, so this is her, what looks like stepping into a shield facility. If you remember the opening shot, she comes crashing down into the blockbuster video from her spaceship, uh, which so which is telling us she is coming back to Earth in, uh, yeah. in the 1990s, full-on Kree already. So right. it kind of interesting on where that that chronology that gives you clues of what's going on. And she lands down. It's kind of like, what the fuck? Where am I? Right. She walks through a mall. She's like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What's next? And what she's in that. Hold on. Back to that video. Back to that. still right there. She's in the in, in the shield headquarters. So yeah. how did she get there? Did she bust into it? It doesn't look like she did. She seems to be. Like in there, like kind of looking around, a little incognito. So very yeah. interesting to see how there's, she got there's there. scenes that are taken out of con- out of order throughout the yeah. trailer. So I'm pretty sure Nick Fury finds her, puts her in there, realizes yeah, that hey, right. you know this yep. is a shield thing. We need to handle this here. Bring us in. Bring you in here. Agreed. And the next shot of her is first time we get to see her full on energy manipulation powers, and this yeah. is her in her Kree uh, battle outfit. I um, love this armor. And there's a, another shot in here that I have a feeling who she's shooting at. Because uh, if you can tell, she's on top of it. She lands on top of a subway car and she's sending off her energy blast. And if I recall correctly, somebody's getting bitch slapped on a subway train <laughs> right before. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next shot? Ah, uh, look at Nick Fury. Nick Fury you know full head of hair. Nick Fury and uh, Agent Coulson with hair. And the Marvel is great at this for their uh, their de aging technology they use. Yep. Remember they use it on Robert, uh, not Robert Redford, but Michael Douglas. Yep, um, it's a ama- or even Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Movie. when they showed him as a young Tony Stark. Yeah, you know, you know, DC. All you had to do is say, "Hey, Marvel, can you help us remove this mustache?" If yeah. they can de age these guys in entire movies without really messing with you too much, you get rid of a damn mustache, man. But uh, that's Nick Fury with both eyes and full on fro, man. Now, this next one kind of got me thinking, is Miss Marvel kind of more of the Captain, or I'm sorry, um, Green Lantern uh, because of her, you know, she's a pilot and she, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I know so, it's not like space police. I know we had said Nova was more of the Green Lantern, but right. could, well, could Miss Marvel be? Yeah, Marvel Nova was just a kid though. He wasn't uh-huh. anybody. Captain Marvel was literally a captain. So for those who are familiar with the military, especially in the Navy, uh, all pilots are officers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, to give the- context to the people who are listening yeah. uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, we're showing a picture of the yeah. Uh, in the shot, them. it shows uh, Brie, uh, shows Brie Larson walking with the character that's playing Maria uh, Rambo. Right. Who is a code name uh, Photon uh, right. that's on her plane. So they're walking out, and this obviously is a flashback to before um, she was out in outer space. So this is yes. cool because you know this is a head unto whoever you know the other Captain Marvel, the African American Captain Marvel. Right. This is her mother. Yeah. And so you know that's cool yeah. that they made her pilot because she's a true Captain Marvel. I mean that's her right. actual. It's her. <laughs> that's her officer class. Awesome. Yep. But that's cool because that's a shot to right there. So if you remember. 
during a trailer, it says, um, I kind of remember I'm getting snippets here and there. And we can tell this is obviously on some type of alien ship. And she has some type of energy beams right. that are possibly programming her brain or right. wiping her brain to remove any semblance of her back on Earth in her human form. So this obviously makes sense on why they're doing this to her to wipe her memory to be a Kree soldier. Yeah. So like she's just, I mean, for those of you guys who are listening to it, she's upside down. She's being suspended. Her arms are locked um, and she's got some kind of like, I don't know, photon, like Tim said, going through her temple. Yeah, it looks like some type of Cree energy brain. Yeah, right. Uh, Next up is the uh, subway scene that you alluded to. Yeah. This, this one cracked me up, man. Like, she said Shazam. The old lady said Shazam is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> there's people, I mean, there's actual websites having to explain this scene to people. Like, people are like, you know. Why would she hit uh, an old lady? Exactly. Oh I mean, uh, maybe they aren't paying attention. Maybe y'all ain't watching Lords of Longbox. So you'd be watching us. You guys you know, know she's a I'd, scroll. I know nothing about Miss Marvel, but even I knew that it was a scroll. Right. Hell, our last show. Didn't we show scrolls and when? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. FF number two, first appearance. I had it shown out. We were talking about it. They were I think it's hilarious, though, the way she's just looking at it and just, just wop, bolly yeah. wopped her right. <laughs> like, Look at the old woman's face, too, though. And her full face is like Schmied. That's like this. <laughs> so I think that, you know, that's why it's out of context or out of order the way they show it. Because, you know, when you show a trailer in right. sequential order like they did Batman Superman, it gives away the whole fucking movie, right? right? We're leaning right. up, leaning up, and here's the villain. No. So I, I think, and she hits her, she turns into a scroll, boom, they end up fighting on the train. And I think Laser this happens right when she's kind of wandering around Earth trying to figure out what's going on. And she probably has some type of Cree technology that allows her to see the scrolls in hiding. Right. Hell, like if Reed Richards can create it, this Cree can. Right, right. So, uh, hey, guys, young Colson. Yes. Look at that. Look at that beautiful head of hair. Yeah, he's still alive. You know, he's, you know, probably very serious. Colson was one of my favorite characters. He's a really, uh, one of my favorite characters. Once again, I mean, great makeup and great CGI as well. However, they got to make him look young. Look at that. They should do that to me on this show. Jesus. (laughs) Both of them have a cool scene where they kind of, they take off their sunglasses for dramatic effect. You know how they do it like. Oh, he's definitely taking this off in slow motion. You know what I mean? He's, you know, what the hell is going on here? Give him another run. At least now he's back on the big screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I thought this next one was badass because it reminded me of that uh, Captain Marvel. What is it? The Marvel, not Marvel premiere, Marvel. What was the book? Yep. 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 So this is, uh, this is classic Cree warrior costume. If you remember Captain Marvel number one, it's the, with the helmet, it's got the glowing eyes. This is, this is OG Captain Marvel. Old green outfit, man, with the, with the helmet on that allows them to fly through space and I believe the next shot actually shows them uh, flying through space. And it was kind of cool the way they uh, – this is a before a powered up Carol Danvers. This is right. pre-powered Carol Danvers, just like Marvel. Before Marvel got his bands and got his powers given to him <laughs> by Zoe and then by Eon. Before that, he was just a Kree soldier who was just stronger than the average human because they're Kree uh, physiology. But yep. then they also had the uh, the technology. Kree's had were great weapons masters. So right, uh, and it's cool. To- no, I was just going to say, just so you guys know, um, Captain Marvel first appealed uh, appeared in Marvel Superheroes number twelve. Um, you know, story done by Roy Thomas, and 
Gene Colan actually did the cover, which is a really cool book. So, and then it moved into number one. And then we know Carol Danvers came out, and obviously in Marvel Superheroes 13. Um, I think we um, happened, you guys. Yeah, it's just it's a great cover, iconic covers. You guys would know those covers if you're seeing. Them. I'm surprised those books. Well, I'm um, I'm about to crash, you guys. I think our episode just went offline. Oh, I see something. All right, I just Chat started so it again. So, uh, where we left? Sorry, I my computer uh, got real high CPU and it just crashed. So, um, we're starting. Right, are we back? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So back to where we were, man. Let's see the next screenshot before this. I'm t- hey, the lords were on people's radar. That's all I got. Oh, look at that. this, though. Oh yeah. So, oh, did you look get the other one shot, Ryan, of her in the uh, kind of uh, flying in in green? No. I think that's the next one. Oh, you didn't get that one? No. All right. Um, so this is her. Powering up, uh, I, I, there was a couple of people that uh, made reference that it's her going Super Saiyan, and I'm going to tell you something uh, right now. I Dragon Ball Z totally, I missed that whole thing. I was already an adult with a drinking problem uh, going to bars at that time, so I was not watching Dragon Ball Z. Was I. Yeah, so Super Saiyan I've been, apparently is when Dragon Ball Z do gets all powered up, but yeah, it's all jacked up. And right it's, before right. this scene of her powering up, I want you guys to pay attention. Carol Danvers' main power, Captain Marvel's main power, is energy absorption. There's a scene right before this. You can see the energy that she is actually uh, absorbing, and this is her about to full-on unleash it on somebody. And this is probably the the most exciting thing for Captain Marvel fans, if you know her power set well enough. This is her absorbing somebody else's energy, any energy being, and being able to redirect it with energy manipulation that's why that scene was be- and that's why she's one of the most powerful avengers of all i mean she's strong and fly she can hold her breath in outer space put it this way in the comic books rogue got her strength from captain yes, marvel right rogue is strong because she absorbed uh she took captain marvel's or she didn't take yeah i guess she did she took her strength uh and then later on she becomes full-on binary which is her being able to manipulate or channel the energy of a white star, the opposite yeah. of a black star, right? And that's her in amazing uh, in the X Men going full on binary mode. And this yeah. is an this isn't the first issue, but I like this picture of her better. Um, Professor X, uh, they kind of cured her of this because you know I think in the comics they said she's basically too powerful. We already have Phoenix, we had Phoenix, we don't want to make another character like that. So yeah. they eventually took away, they made it dormant. So every now and then she can reach back and pull out that binary and go full on binary mode. Right. Um, I swear if this would be one of those holy shit moments, if you see this on film. Right. And this is, yeah, this is your, Oh my God, I can't believe it's going to happen. This is very funny because this was X-Men 164. And I I remember reading this as a kid and I remember saying, this is too Phoenix like for me. Um, But I kind of dug it and I liked the way they go. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a what if where binary became a herald of Galactus or something like that? Or yes. was that, am so, I just, man, you guys, I, I really know. don't, I, I wouldn't have to do a whole damn video. And there's other channels that do this stuff much better than right. I do. Like comics right. historian and comics explain all these websites that, uh, you know, YouTube channels that their entire content is just reading other comics and then telling you about comics history. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't like remember. The I don't remember. For some reason I thought it was pretty, I don't so, know. So, this yeah. is Captain Marvel in a nutshell. Captain Marvel is a human, 
right? And this is when uh, Marvel was sent down to. Uh, all right, I can't believe we're going to talk about this. Right away. Captain Marvel was sent down to Earth as a Cree in disguise. That's why he wasn't blue anymore when he was on Earth. He was playing a doctor, somebody, right? And he was there to kind of watch out to see if the humans were progressing and becoming too powerful. He eventually, you know, really started caring for the human race, and and so there was a Cree. Device that exploded between Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers, and this is after after Captain Marvel had gotten powers. Before, remember, we just talked about that earlier. Before Captain Marvel was just a Cree soldier who used weapons, but after Zoe got a hold of him, and that's Captain Marvel number one, I believe, with him standing there in Jesus mode. Mm. Uh, that's where he got the powers uh, from in that issue, I believe. Uh, Zoe is a character that gained the powers. Later on, he got more powers from Eon, and he got Negabands, right? Yeah. Negabands are basically the uh, they're akin to the Quasar's bands, right? Um, but so in this explosion, a magical Kree device, uh, Carol Danvers' DNA and uh, Marvel's DNA got spliced together. So she got the Kree DNA, but as well, she got Captain Marvel's powers. And that's her original power set. Later on, she goes on, different things happen to where like um, she loses her powers to Rogue. Uh, we won't even talk about the controversial storyline about Captain Marvel, which is her getting basically uh, raped and then forcing to have a child. It's not raped. And, and, well, they say it now, but basically Google it, the rape of Captain Marvel. Um, she eventually loses those powers, and then Doctor uh, Professor X gets her powers back. And what he does is her. what happens when Rogue gains her powers is similar to what's going on in the comics. Rogue gets glimpses of Captain Marvel's life every now and then. She gets these weird flashbacks. And I think that's what you're seeing in the movie. So I think the movie is taking different storylines and putting them together. So you got the Rogue taking her powers. You have uh, Carol Danvers getting powers from uh, the Kree. Uh, somehow, I, they're going to have to explain how she gets powered, though, right? Because she doesn't have powers. Her The way she got powers when she got fused DNA with Marvel. That's her, right. her direct direct correlation to Marvel, Captain Marvel is through that. Um, and then going binary mode. And then now, and then later on the, I think it's the McCormick run. I think that's her name, right? Sue McCormick. She did the run of Captain Marvel. That's the mo most of this movie is based upon the more modern run would happen. Is I want to say what Kelly Sue DeConnick or something like that. It's DeConnick. Yeah, it's, I thought it was McCormick. But anyway, it's that run. Remember when you see the Avenging Spider-Man number one, where it's uh, it's her yeah. and her new outfit. That's the hot book. Those are the series that you know people are yeah, getting now. It's based mostly on that. And then what I wanted to bring up that dropped today that retconned her uh, origin, which could lead into the movies. And because mm -hmm. a lot of times we talk about it, right? The comics do things and for the movies and vice right. versa. Today, in the life of Captain Marvel, it was revealed that uh, there was a revelation in an earlier issue where she found her mother. Uh, in, this in this comic, her mother is a Kree, full-on battle gear uh, yeah. is revealed. Sorry, spoiler anybody out there. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yes, correct, Jason Smith. Jude Law is Marvel. Even though they haven't announced it yet, you know, they're trying to keep it under wraps. But for all intents and purposes, we all think Jude Law is going to be playing Captain Marvel. Um, but in, the, in today's comic, it's revealed that Carol Danvers' mother is a Cree. So all this time we thought that her Cree DNA was only because of that explosion got got mixed with Marvell. Well, I think they redconned to say she's always had Cree DNA in her and it was just waiting, it was dormant waiting to be let out. 
Yeah, I so, agree with that's a perfect analogy. I definitely. So I think that's, that's how they're gonna, gonna how it's gonna bleed into how it's gonna be told in the comic books. Because you think about, all right, it doesn't really make sense how we're gonna have an explosion. You know, stupid or should have happened. I mean, we're still doing a story, the origin of a radioactive spider can give you powers. So you know, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So today in the tale of the life of Captain Marvel, pretty big reveal, man. Captain Marvel's mom is a Kree soldier. She goes on full on battle gear, and so they're saying to her dad is probably half human and she's half Kree. If we if we Pay attention to other Marvel movies, uh, most notably uh, Star Lord. Yep. Right, just a regular human. No, no. His fucking father no. is a goddamn <laughs> planet. Planet, man. Planet. Eagle of the living planet, and that explains why he was able to hold an Infinity Gem for so long because yeah. he's not just a human. Same thing with Captain Marvel. They have to mm -hmm. make it to where okay, this is why these people are special, right? Not because they're just humans caught in a coincidental moment. Because I think those things they they. It's tired storytelling. We can, right. you know, I guess this is another tired trope of comic books, but in movies, it's probably something that they haven't talked about, right. but it does explain things, right? Her mother well, it also, Kree. it also allows them to continue with new stories in comics, not just movies. If they change it, now you have a yeah. whole new opened up door of stories that you can. Yeah. And Marvel's yeah. been doing this for a while. The, the, they let the horse lead the cart and yeah. then they let the cart lead the horse. Yeah. The, sometimes the stories in the comics lead the movies, sometimes yeah. the movies. I mean, you remember guardians characters on the movie are so damn popular. They kind of pushed the way for all this other thing. Yeah. The Marvel well, who knew who the guardians of the galaxy were before that movie? Who knew? Right. And they really weren't. That wasn't the guardians of the galaxy from the comic books. They right. just moved them around so many times. And I gotta admit, man, I've I kind of been a big fan of Lance Astro uh, for a while. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of kooky, man. This dude wearing black and white wearing, with Captain America shield, man. Vance yeah. Astrovic. What's his name? Vance Astrovic? Yeah, Vance Astrovic. Yeah, the original Guardian team, always, you know, the crystal dude. to Yeah, uh, the crystal Hunt. dude, the big bulky dude. Yeah, I've yeah. always been a fan of the cosmic universe. So Star Jammers, Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, all those kooky titles. I mean, I always dug them. That's why I always, always dug Nova. Yeah. That's why I know... A little bit too much about Captain Marvel, man. It's kind of unhealthy, yeah, but right. you know. She's part <laughs> of Ask me well, about hey, it. Uh, Otto, didn't you have something you wanted to bring up? Yeah, there was, you know, when you look through the trailer, I overanalyzed the trailer so many times. Um, and I saw this one scene, and uh, Ryan, if you could pull it up, I'll give it a little bit. Look at that. So this scene to me really got me all fired up for it because this is really, really cool. And it's this scene right here that we're showing. Um, it's definitely in a lab. You've got a Cree, um, a scroll body on the lab table with a scientist over it. But more importantly, at the foot of the table, you have Nick Fury holding this huge, like, shield propulsor shotgun thing, blocking um, and then holding his eye. So, spoiler to maybe that's how he lost his eye, but he's not holding a little 22 pistol. He's holding his huge rifle while these scientists, this scientist is looking over. There's another man in the scene to the right. Um, I don't necessarily know who that is. Doesn't look like Colston to me, but um, this lab scene to me kind of shows like, okay, you know, we know there's little green men now out there. We know we've got to do something. And more importantly, if we've got this one sitting on a table and if it gets up, I'm going to blast a hole in it. You know what I mean? So yeah, if this we find is out. Nick Fury, BFG, and uh, this could be the seminal moment in Marvel Cinematic Universe history where we see how, and it looks like perhaps a scroll poked his eye out and he just went batshit on him and shot him I mean, with a BFG. Do you think they yeah. could do secret invasion? Oh, that's be, definitely. That's, yeah. This that's, is going to lead to that. This is, they're yeah. going to be around forever. He's going to, there's going to be a, like the, the high ranking Senator or something like that. And you're going to, these scrolls have been here for a while and that's what we're going to find out about. And that's why I think the scrolls 
um, or such a great character that finally we've introduced to the. Kree, to, yeah, um, I mean, before that, I mean, this is basically the Kree Skull War. I mean, yes, this is 100%. lots of cosmic right. stuff, lots of different perfect time to introduce the Kree Skull War with the Fantastic Four. The oh man, I'm telling right. you, right? I mean, this is all building up. You've got all Fantastic Four stuff coming yeah. around. You know, we didn't see uh, any stills. We didn't see Ronan, whose first appearance was an FF book. Um, yeah. glad they're bringing Ronan back. Ronan was a great villain. Um, I thought he was really cool. I'd like to see more of him. So we're going to see him some more. We're going to see a lot more characters. We might see a super scroll. Who knows? And if we see a super scroll, super oh. scroll, forget you know, it. I mean, it, has to be, it has to be fantastic four because right. it's, it's his, basically invent, he was created to defeat the fantastic, the fantastic four hundred percent, you know, and I'm just throwing out my geekism out there just to yeah. see if, you but, know, you if know, it'll happen, but it, the stuff could happen. And that's what we're waiting yeah. for. And post, Avengers Infinity War, uh, we know uh, Xandar, the homeworld of the Nova Corps, has been destroyed. Yep. But going back in time in the 90s, man, we could see the uh, Xandar and the Nova Guard and full bone regale. Mm-hmm. And you right. know, maybe we get to see some Dick Ryder. You know what I'm saying? It won't be the first time we saw some Dick today. I'm no, just saying. No, I saw some Dick today. And it wasn't, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't Dick Grayson. We no, saw uh, not, uh, a, we saw a damned dick. Uh, yeah, spoiler to. Those I mean, impressive. Who, he's yeah. you know he's he's definitely um, you know. It's a first for biological. It's not. Today. It's not uh, Toad from Mario Kart. Yeah. So, oh Lord, I gotta eat too. Still. <laughs> right. So what are we talking about here? Where did where did this come from? What's so uh, for those who don't want any spoilers, and this isn't really an important spoiler, but uh batman the damned number one came out today and hey i actually said go out and get that variant yesterday you know what i actually read it and it is a fantastic story so this is scott snyder's what is it called the black i'm not gonna show it by the way uh the actual thingy in but it's a large it's a magazine sized book right and from what i understand the uh the black label is and it even says right on the back there for mature readers only it's a more serious dark Think of it as the Marvel Knights. Remember that? It was a, mm-hmm. it was a more adult theme label. Uh, and this one is magazine size. The art is fantastic. Oh, phenomenal. Mean, phenomenal. And um, yeah, so uh, because it's for adult readers, you get to see uh, Batman full frontal nudity. Right. And yeah, they you see his uh, his Batarang. Uh, I don't know how many other different ways <laughs> ba- you can say it. Batawang. His yeah. Batwang, there you go. His bat rod. Uh, there's uh, a few things under. But what's this interesting is a about killer this, Jim Lee cover too, though. This is yeah. a killer Jim Lee cover. What's interesting about this is they're leaving um, the 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 uh, the way the books are published, meaning the format is up to the creator. So the, if the writer and artist want magazine size, they could choose it, or they can use regular. And I I got this confirmed by my LCS because I asked, all the black label books going to be coming in magazine format? He goes, no, 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 it's up to, DC left it up to the creators of the uh, the title if they mm-hmm. want to do it in magazine format. And I would think a magazine format is if you want to do big panels and yeah. tell really great stories. Well, with I art. think with this art with, uh, who was it? Um, uh, Biermo? Lee Biermo? Is that how yeah. you pronounce it? Anyway, yeah. it, it, you needed the big, you needed the big oversize for his art. Yeah. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, is a, is a fantasy artist, right? Or is I'm getting confused with Boris Vallejo. I guess. No, yeah, Boris, I, but this, yeah. they, this needs to be told in like the big story. This is Yeah, because if you look at this, look at, I mean, you know, unfortunately a podcast can't see it, but I mean, just this panel itself. Like it's it's just, I mean, or if you have a book that's heavy on dialogue, because there's a lot of room for word bubbles in there. On a well, it's side. all narration. But yeah. you don't know who the narrator is until about probably f- four pages in. And oh, then nice. it's a reveal of who it is. And you're like, holy shit. 
So uh, this is, and I then think, it just goes issue. off from there. It's great. Key issue for collectors: the first issue of Batman: The Dam, then the first issue of the line that's launched. Uh, if you think about the Marvel Knights line, of the first book that came out on that, that kind of had to go for a while. I mean, I always thought you know Batman's probably the best for this because it's probably the darkest of the stories for DC. I mean, did it need to go darker? I don't know, well, but it sure it, did. It did. It yeah. did, and it's great. Maybe a Justice League dark on this, uh, the Black Label as well. Uh, well. I remember we talked about this a few months read ago. Read the book, how, Tim. Yeah, the Justice. Yeah, I'm, I got well, like, I got like eight books today. I got. I know. Shit. I spent. I went into two LCSs. I dropped like 80, uh, 80 bucks. I picked up two copies of this for those of you guys. Uh, Batman fifty five, the Matina cover. Um, read this book. I'm not going to spoil it, but something significant happens in this book. So if you're a collector, um, just read the book. It's got something very. Uh, Interesting that happens. I won't spoil for the rest of it, but Matina absolutely kills this cover once again. Francisco Matina, one of the hardest, hottest artists in the game right now. So, actually, yeah, uh, we'll do a comic call. I got like oh, 15 yeah. minutes, man. <laughs> probably drop it on uh Friday, man. So, you guys get a whole day to marinate Ooh. and make sure you check out Dark Side Jedi's video yep. on the Lord's channel. He's posted about 16 slabs are going to be up for sale. All of them I are up for sale. And I think uh, we're going to do our action on Friday, Ryan. I don't know. I dropped this on you late, but uh, I think uh, uh, people have voted, and they figured Friday is the best. They said Friday okay. or Wednesday. Saturday okay. is everybody's not. So Friday is good Friday for the, me. Friday the 28th? Um, That's a week from Friday. I don't know yet. That's my girl girlfriend's uh, birthday, so All right. I'm not sure All if right. I'll be able to do well, that or not. I don't think right, she'd do uh, be too happy about a comic book auction. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it her birthday the 28th or 29th on Saturday? Or she wants the whole damn weekend. You know how it is, man. You know. How it is. Yeah, you got the whole weekend. Um, so we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. I so is that because probably in two days from now, we'll probably be a little too uh, soon. Yeah. Well, right. I like I said, I put them up. Go look at the books. Those are all going to be either. I, you know, I explained in, in the video that I'm interested in an auction. If, if I got enough people interested i don't want to do an auction for these books if i'm not going to get any interest because these are all key issues so i'm not going to give them away no, um, that's why we're going to set a uh, you know a and then and then at the end reasonable. and then at the end of the uh haul video that i just did i there's a possibility again depending on interest we might be able to do a uh live raffle for a certain book i don't wow. think we can the justice league book yeah uh, yeah, that, Ooh, that's, that's a, a big book. book, but that that normally takes like a couple of weeks to fill. So, well, I mean, well I'm not book. saying we would do the live raffle next week. I'm just saying yeah. if I get enough interest, I will yeah. consider doing a live raffle for it. Oh, right, what we could do is every week on the show, you just say, "Hey, this is up for raffle," and then you could take people's tickets as we go, and yeah. then you know, and, and once it's filled, then we'll do it live. All right, you know, that way, fuck yeah, it, man. we'll do it live. Yeah, line, so man, you know, that's why people watch the video. You'll see that it's a huge Justice League book. I think GPA is around thirty five hundred on that book. I, mean, uh, I think yeah, League. it's around there somewhere. Mm -hmm. First appearance of Justice League four point uh, It's around. I think we could probably do a raffle. Uh, it would probably be thirty. Well, the more people, the lower the price. But, right, right. Well, three hundred fifty you know. tickets at ten dollars a ticket, uh, or we could do uh, twenty twenty five dollars. I don't know about three hundred fifty people, but. Well, no, um, 350 tickets, so you can buy, oh, you can right, buy 10 you mean. tickets. You can buy five you know tickets. We'll discuss it. You guys go watch that video, yeah. and uh, yeah, so we'll figure we'll do it, it right there. We'll set it now, then. So October 5th is when we're going to do our next uh, live right. auction. I got, got some slabs, and I actually have a pile of books that have been sitting there. I've been waiting to auction off, and uh, yeah. I would go on other people's auction channels, but I had some deadbeat buyers 
Yeah, Talk those Debbie buyers. You know who you are. You're supposed to write me a personal check because you can't figure out PayPal and you still oh, haven't paid it. me. Forget it. Deadbeat. Oh. We're going to be blocking him from buying any stuff on our <laughs> live auction. But all right. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure you check out the replay on Stitcher, yeah, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, just search Lords of Longbox. You'll we come up. I made it to the social media where if you search my name, all kinds of crazy stuff will just come at you. Uh, hopefully, nothing uh, you know questionable. Nothing from the, from the nineties, right? Something from my past. Yeah. You never know. Uh, just look awesome. at that guy from thirty six years ago, and you want to be a court justice? Uh, watch out now. Yeah. All right. Any all last right. words, Otto? What you got coming up on your show? Yeah, well, you know, we had, did a. Uh, if you go to the three men in the basement, we're having a great time right now. We did a Sunday morning special last Sunday. Uh, we kicked it for about an hour straight. We had a great time. So catch that on the rewind. Um, we've got that my is boy. way too early for me on the West Coast. Man. I know it is. I know it is. That's why I said, well, we had a Bloody Marys and we had some morning cocktails and stuff like that. But, you know, you got football starting. So uh, we might do uh, these morning shows because it seems to work out. We've got some, we get, we're getting great feedback from it and it's good to get the guys together. Um, we've also got my boy, Justin, AKA nemesis prime, AKA the variant whore. He's going to start adding content to our three men in the basement. Um, so Bernie 1869 just threw up a solo video. He's got a lot of, um, a lot of good stuff on there. So we're going to start adding more content as we go on. Hopefully I'll be kicking some knowledge, um, to the Lords of the long box, uh, channel two. So three men in the basement, Lords of the long box, all comprehensive comic stuff. You can't beat it guys. So thank you for following. Thank you for subscribing. We're having a great time with this. So I'm Otto, and that's all I got to say, brother. Peace. Thank you, sir. Ryan? Um, oh, uh, hey, Mr. D, it's on the Lords of Longbox channel. Um, you can sub to my channel, but I don't really do anything much on that one. Uh, anyway, no, like I said, look, watch the video. Um, I will say, for all you Green Lantern fans, unfortunately, I did sell the Green Lantern 76 today. Oh. But there are a ton of other good books available. Check it out, and um, we will get an auction going. And if you want to buy something straight out, get a hold of me. Yeah, so that we set it in stone, man. The auction, uh, Next Lord's live auction, will be on October 5th, Friday night, right around right. 7 p.m., I would say. Give it to Ryan to put his kids to bed or let them go play Fortnite, Fortnite. and kill yep. each other. Friday off night, and, uh, they can play Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Friday night. So we'll do it 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern. How's cool. that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. So market calendars, boys and girls. You've been asking when's the next Lords of Long Box live auction because we give out some killer ass books. Maybe if Otto wants to sell some stuff, he'll throw in here too. Yeah, I've been putting uh, some stuff together, man. I've been putting some stuff together. I've been buying some stuff for investing purposes. I'm looking to make a big purchase next year. So I might go. join up. We got to see what's going on with you know my kids and their sports and stuff like that. But you might see Otto. And if I do do it, I'll definitely do a haul video. If they're playing sports it, at ten o'clock at night. You got some other issues. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but if it's a uh, six in the morning practice, yeah, yeah, oh, really, really oh, morning, Saturday morning is enough. So, but whatever, I'm I'm all game for it. So, but I all have right. been putting some stuff together. So, I'd like to try it. I haven't done the auction yet, um, but all I'm right. down for it. So, cool. There you go, man. Uh, check out Ryan's video. He just posted about uh, three hours for this show started, uh, and then after you check that out, check out the video I posted yesterday about variants that you should have bought. Today, a couple of the variants I uh, talked about uh, actually showed up on other websites as muskets today. Uh, so I just picked them because they look cool. End up being there were some first appearances in there. So well, hey, <laughs> you you don't go wrong if you watch the Lords of Longbox show. Go. So then check it out. Every Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a top variant Tuesday uh, video where I'm going to highlight some of the cool uh, variants I think that you should go peep out because a lot of times when you get there by the end of the day, if you don't know what was available, you don't know what you should have gotten or called ahead of to hold for. 
for, you know, because a lot of these variants, they get two or three of them at your shop. By the time you get yeah. there after work, a lot of us aren't, you know, can't show up to our LCS during Well, you're lucky, dude, show. because you get to see the trends on the East Coast before you get to go to those yes, shops. I always, I always said, man, being on the West Coast, that. I wake up and we already know when things are sold out right. on the East Coast. You got hungry, you got thirsty ass people posting on Facebook. <laughs> hey, man, anybody got this? Yeah, <laughs> I can do it for 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You got to check out the one store, one in one store variants, the two store variants, you know what I mean? One per store, stuff like that. So, yeah, always what's going on. At least All right. one in 25. If you can get a one in 25, you're doing good. If you can get yeah. a 125 for a good price, I think that's the starting point. Yeah, one and I don't think anybody got that one in 1000, Mr. D. I think so. Do you think Watch. so? You got one? Nope. You bastard. No, nope. but go on eBay. I, I learned my lesson not to discount those one in one thousands, man. The first uh, McFarland Venom one to come out, uh, the McFarland where it was Venom from uh, ASM two ninety eight. Mm. It was just like on the back panel, and they put on the cover. Dude, that thing was selling for big bucks, and I, I laughed at it at first. And I go, no one's gonna buy a damn repurposed cover or mm. whatever it was. And sure enough, people gobbled. Yeah, shit but up. who wouldn't buy a full face Jim Lee sketch? I mean, come yeah. on. Anyway, everybody's well, just that. like the Jim Lee's one in one thousands, too. I met those members of Dark yep. Knight Three or whatever. I mean, yep. go on, trust me, just go on to eBay tonight or tomorrow. Uh, tonight, I actually go on tonight because tonight is peak speculation purchasing. People flip their books the same day and they'll do like a, a buy it now and they'll throw it on eBay, or they can actually do like a I thought it was a, a one in one thousand, Mr. Oh, no, 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 that was the Wolverine one that was one in yeah. one thousand. Wolverine, the one is the McFarlane sorry, sketch P. black and white, uh, which is a one in one thousand. Okay. The one in 500 I'm confusing is, myself. The one, one in one thousand is black and white sketch, the one in 500 is the color of McFarlane drawing Wolverine from some random book that he did. I think it was may have been uh, from Hulk. Uh, when he was drawing Hulk or cause I don't ever remember doing remember McFarlane doing X-Men. So it's gotta be. Yeah. He was, well, he did that spider. There was a, there was a few Spider-Man runs where Hulk uh, Wolverine was in it. Yeah. So it's, Wolverine it's definitely from one Hulk. of those panels yeah. where he got it from. So, uh, um, the one in 1000, that's, that's the one. If you could find that, man, if you could, and here's the thing though, a lot of stores who went out, who had to buy the a thousand books to get this, they hold on to those and they sell them themselves. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. They can't sell it that same day online. They get dinged for that. You know that, right? It's interesting. Mm. There's a whole okay. way. You cannot, like if I, it was a comic book shop, if I got a bunch of books and they were hot that day, you're not supposed to be able to sell them over cover price oh. unless it's a variant, hmm. right? So if I get like Batman 50 and I, I like ordered that. like, if I ordered, you know, if their cover price is $3.99, I can't sell them for $9.99. But there's some shots that do that. And if they do do that, you should go to another LCS because that's just unethical. It's oh, bullshit. for sure. Yeah, for so. sure. All right, kids, boys and girls. So uh, peep out Ryan's video. Check yes. out Three Men in an Auto video. His uh, link to his channel is going to be in the video description. This show will be posted up on podcast. Hopefully tonight if Ryan can send me the audio file so you guys have something to listen to on your way to work tomorrow. Uh, check out my video I did on Tuesday. Ryan's video we did today. We're gonna. I'm gonna try to do a comic book haul video. Ryan, uh, Otto's got some videos coming. We're and trying I'm to get you work on uh, my. I'm gonna post my fifty, my top fifty here. Yes, there that is know. work, Tim. I'm, I'm gonna close by saying, to do a it, top fifty video, it is work, man. I had to stop the video like three or four times because I lost track of where I was. Dude, you gotta like. I mean, I'm gonna try to do it on Saturday, and I've got all the afternoon Saturday to do it. But let that. Everybody, a, a hint when you're doing this, man. Use a post-it note to put the numbers on the book so you yeah, don't lose yeah, track yeah, like yeah. I did. Because 50, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of damn books, man. Right. I mean, some people really did great video editing, and they after the fact, they added in the numbers, and I ain't got time for all that. I had to right. stop my video. I don't, I may have either 48 or 49 books or 50 or 52. 
two books. <laughs> I, I either went over or under because I, I lost track after a while because you're like sweating, you're hot. You're, <laughs> oh like, you're like, how did that work? Then you got to put the books back too. My God, this is yeah, right. Uh, but I'm committed to it. I'm going to do it. So look out for my top 50 books. Yeah, look out for everybody's top 50. There's a, it's a huge tag. It's Well, I won't call it a tag because that person doesn't want it to be known as a tag, but he just wanted people to do it and not you know say it's a tag from him. But there's quite a hefty nice prize that's going for this. So it's worth it if you have 50 books. It doesn't matter what they are, how long you've been collecting, but show them. I mean, some yeah. are monetary value. Some are uh, sentimental value. Some are historical value, like the first time you bought a book, first time yeah. you, you know spit on the books, or first time you jerked off to a book, whatever. You know what I'm saying, man. So you know well maybe not that last part but we're trying to keep the shit <laughs> well pg we don't want to know what you're going to do with that batman damned book after we get off here tim yeah. so. well actually we should have made it like the ending shot <laughs> <laughs> we'd probably get uh, like, no! i think isn't like there nudity that. laws on youtube yeah, it'll be it'll be a quick plus it's cartoon art so you know All it's right. kind of like it's kind of like a fi- uh what's that fight club where yeah, you uh bit yeah. in scenes <laughs> yeah well, we're getting carried away, man. Thanks right, for everybody guys. in the live chat who joined us, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Wednesday. But we'll have hopefully have some content for you in between time and in between time. You make your thing, and I'll do mine. So keep on digging in them long boxes, and peace out, everybody. Peace out, everybody. Thank you for watching.